It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your good podcasts from. We are halfway through our weekend on this Sunday morning. If you had a busy day yesterday with Real Estate, maybe it's just as busy for you today. It is Sunday, June the 25th today, and coming up this morning, we have seven days of real estate. We look back over the last seven days, including talking with the economist Warren Hogan about the current real estate market, where to next from here, and what is likely to happen to mortgage holders. We also this week spoke to Brady, who is a buyer's agent from the Canberra market, and we break down exactly what the Canberra market is doing. We spoke to economist Cameron Murray about the property cycles. Rents will slow down next year, and the important question is where are we right now in the property cycle? And we speak to Jessica Cow from the Upper North Shore about this very sought-after location, strong auctions with successful outcomes, and we also look at the clearance rate being much higher at this time compared to last year. So that is some of what is coming up with our seven days. If you're turning a year older today for Sunday, June the 25th, happy birthday. Enjoy the birthday cake and celebrations. You're sharing it with Ricky Gervais today, the British comedian. He's turning 61, and it would have been George Michael's birthday today. Unfortunately, he left us back in 2016 at the very young age of just 53. From the emotion of property, the economic inflation, managing your expectations, lack of stock, price growth, construction appetite, days on market. Stay informed with us and know your property. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check on your weather on a Sunday morning. First, we go to Sydney. Good news, mainly fine and sunny with 20 degrees. Melbourne, a possible shower today. 14 is your forecast high. Nothing but blue skies for Brisbane. It's going to be a sunny Sunday, 27. And in Perth, showers to ease. And the temperature, just 17. Don't Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. Rates have gone up, yes, and that's a problem for some people. But actually, for the great majority of Australians, they're still prepared to borrow at these sorts of mortgage rates to get into their housing dream. And of course, the economy is still rock solid. And we saw that last week with the employment figure for May producing 75,000 jobs. So in retrospect, the economy has proved to be more resilient in 2023 to the 300 basis points of rate hikes last year. And of course, that's showing up in the property market. Yeah. And just having a look at the property market, I think you've got some commentary around the apartment situation in Brisbane in particular and then followed by Sydney. 
Yeah, well, we, we often, especially us economists, talk about the overall market. There's no such thing as an Australian property market. There's a whole series of markets that underlie it. And I think whereas we're sitting here in the start of winter, 2023, we've got an outlook that diverges greatly. So the real pressure point with all this immigration and lack of new supply is going to show up in the major capital cities on the East Coast. And I think that's going to be felt most acutely in the apartment markets. And so I am actually quite positive on those markets, particularly Brisbane. Brisbane struggled to digest all those apartments built in the past decade prior to the pandemic, but I think that city is changing. That's where the new population is coming. That's where the pressure point will be. That's really the most positive part of the market. Over in the West, I'm still neutral. Perth, Darwin, even regional WA could well actually be a positive market as well for, for the next six months. But then there's everything else, whether it's regional New South Wales and Victoria, whether it's the smaller markets, Tasmania, Hobart, South Australia, Canberra. I think those markets are diabolically overvalued and are going to really struggle over the second half of 23 and even into early 24 as rates continue to go up. It's actually sort of all sort of culminating to at the worst possible time, given that those fixed raters, they are coming off uh, as we speak. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of decisions going on in households all around Australia that says, can we afford to fund this house for another 12 to 18 months at this new variable interest rate or probably new fixed rate as well, because they've headed back up in the last few weeks. So I think that's going to be another element of this story. I think the market's performed exceptionally well into the first wave of this mortgage cliff in the first half of 23. But I think that too is another reality that will catch up with the market. And although approvals for new construction are coming off, the reality is the pipeline's been very strong and the and the, and the the supply coming into the market, the completions, if you will, are going to continue to tick over. They're not going to drop off a cliff or anything like that. So I think it's all pointing to a weaker market, but there will be opportunities, as I said, in those East Coast apartment markets. Uh, it's the regional markets that most worry me and, of course, the smaller states. And the factors such as limited supply, strong demand, of course, from immigration and rising costs are expected to continue just to put this upward pressure on the housing prices in the short to medium term. However, the market may be impacted too by higher borrowing costs, which, of course, reduced borrowing capacity and falling real incomes in the future. So that borrowing capacity, it's a major 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 concern right at the moment? I think so. The market so far has been able to withstand that. You can see from the ABS data that the average mortgage size, new mortgage size has only fallen a little bit, but I think that will continue to deteriorate. I mean, I think you really just highlight there the different forces at work in the market. What worries me is that the positive forces, that is the lack of supply, the strong demand, are really going to run up against what I'd call valuation forces, and that's that borrowing capacity. That's the funding costs. That's also ultimately, I think, the trajectory of the economy and employment, which might not show up until later in the year. But I think that the construction costs and the supply and demand issues will be most acute in those city apartment markets on the East Coast. They may provide a bit of a floor across the whole country, but for these Markets that are historically 20, 30% overvalued to this day, I just can't see how those supply and demand fundamentals will offset the, the valuation effect of higher interest rates in a weaker economy. From first time home buyers to seasoned investors to breaking property news. 
discover the stories behind the real estate. So all in all, what I would say is that I think that the market has sort of taken a little bit of a back step. I don't feel it's going to be for too long, but definitely a market where buyers can take advantage of, and, I, and I'm not sure if I'd use the word advantage, but can have more access to negotiating power. Just having a look at the the buyers agencies in Canberra, I don't know if the word stigma is right, but it's attached to buyers agencies for more of the upper end of the market. I think there's a there's this mindset that if you're a first time buyer, you wouldn't use a buyers agency. But we've talked about this in the past, and it's not the case at all. So, how do you get around that sort of a stigma? especially for first-home buyers to engage more with them? I think it's about education and it's about buyers, particularly first-home buyers, to feel comfortable with the understanding that the value-add proposition far outweighs the, um, the fee that is associated with using a buyer's agent. And quite often, it's the first-home buyers that need a lot more hand-holding than those that have bought property in the past. Not to mention that people that are building a property portfolio or upsizing or downsizing their home, that they don't have the, the value-add proposition as well with the buyer's agent but it's about getting the message across to first home buyers that they can also have access to utilizing a good buyer's agent okay and we've talked about this before and that is the canberra property market sometimes is being left behind compared to some of the capital cities the media retention isn't really treating Canberra like the darling that it could be treated perhaps. This despite being Australia's capital and having property prices on par with Sydney and Melbourne. So how do you feel about that observation about being left behind a little bit? It's a very good observation and it does happen all the time. I think that as we progress with getting more attention via the buyer's agency and utilising buyers agents, there'll be more media attention, I think, on the Canberra market. From our perspective, what we are noticing is that there are a lot of buyers coming in from other states because of the, the value add proposition with buying a property in Canberra and the lifestyle. Have you missed one of our episodes? We have over 500 episodes of powerful real estate interviews, market analysis, predictions and trends. Whatever you are looking for, you'll find it right here. One of the characteristics of those historical cycles is that the last few years seem to defy interest rates. It's almost like the yield doesn't matter anymore and it's just uh, almost a, a herd mentality of getting in and trying not to be the last man standing, so to speak. So I, I do worry, having read all about <laughs> historical cycles, that is there anything to stop uh, Australia, Canada, the US having a similar blow-off phase the next couple of years. I'm just really not sure anymore. Do you think that Philip Lowe, like you, has been diving into the historical data just to sort of remind himself how these are not unprecedented times? 
Yeah, uh, probably not. That's that's not a, <laughs> a typical thing most economists do. We think about equilibrium and everything being stable and being able to you know tweak things here and there, and and not there being a, a greater cyclical force both in the macro economy and, and the property market. So I don't think so. But I do think he's he's wary of seeing prices rise again, and I think there's a, almost a psychological game going here as well. You know, monetary policy requires people to respond by not further speculating on property and, and postponing investment decisions. That's that's how we get reduced spending and lower inflation. And he needs to sort of play that psychological game of, well, you, you might think I paused or that interest rates are coming down, but they're not. I really, really want you to you know stop bidding up houses and, and delay your investments for a while. So I do suspect he will follow the path uh, in the US and globally. And so if the US central bank is playing a similar game, we will follow suit for another 12 months or how, however long this sort of rising property market and this, this booming economy lasts. Yeah, Cameron, I said the other day that Sydney saw the highest growth with 4.8% increase in house prices over the quarter. The turnaround seems to, like what you're saying, has defied the economy. And as an economist, where do you see this going next? I, I mentioned also that we've got people in the market trying to get into the market and with the last rate rise by the RBA, it's almost definite now, I think, that next month for July, we're going to see another rise. And that really just starts to sort of play on the mind of those people trying to borrow money and move into the housing market because they start to think, gee, what is likely to happen next? Yeah, so there's a few yeah, a few points you've touched on. So I definitely think first home buyers are going to be knocked out by rising rates uh, for, for a couple of reasons. One, they rely on their income and their serviceability uh, as a way to get into the market. And with much higher rates and serviceability buffers at 3% above, that's going to knock a lot out. Secondly, uh, there was a boom in first home buying during COVID and even the couple of years before when interest rates had been lowered and homeowners got a, a better interest rate deal after the Royal Commission. So we had a big boom in first home buying for a few years. So there's a bit of an overhang of that. Like there's, a, there's only a limited pipeline of people ready to be first home buyers. So I think that's what's going to happen. And therefore, you know, investors will be dominating uh, this next part of the cycle for sure. We are also now in a historically normal period where interest rates are around twice the gross yield of housing. So for example, if you're getting a a 4% yield, the top of the market is usually where the mortgage interest rate is around 8%. And so that indicates to me, we might have a little bit to go. Yields on housing did rise in, in the last 12 months, both because prices fell in 2022 and rents increased quite dramatically. You know, this period is not unlike 2006 and seven. It is not unlike 1986 to 88, where interest rates are much higher than yields. And, and this type of situation can last a couple of years. I'm not sure I'm expecting property to turn, you know, it's just turned around from a, a small decline. I'm not sure I'm expecting it to turn around from this, this growth period just yet. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. 
I didn't find interest rate increases have impacted the buyer momentum at all in the up north shore market. We were very surprised by that because we thought, you know, usually interest rate increases would mean house prices down. That did happen second half of last year, but from the beginning of this year, it's like the interest rate increases just don't exist. And the buyers are actively looking to buy, actively making offers, actively bidding at our auctions. You know, you're probably a little bit of the envy with a lot of real estate agents around the country because you're actually dealing in that upper end of the market. And it's fair to say we've covered this a lot, that when it comes to mortgages, a lot of them are not dealing with mortgages or very small mortgages. Have you found that that's just not such a big issue for you in terms of selling property there? I don't find that's a, such a big issue here. All our buyers seems to have no problem getting their loan approved or getting their funds ready, whatever they want to buy. Maybe because there are professionals on a relatively high income or two incomes, they seem to have no trouble getting their loans approved for the properties they're after. And Jessica, in terms of just the the rising market across Australia, plenty of economists have been saying as far as Sydney is concerned, uh, 4 to 5%, it might grow for the remainder of uh, this year, 5% next year in price growth. What do you reckon? What's likely to happen in the upper North Shore? They always argue, don't they, that some says it's going to go up, some says it's going to go down. And uh, look what happened during COVID. Most of the economists say the price was going to drop 30%. On the contrary, it went up 30 to 50% in some cases. If this momentum keeps, I think, yes, there will be price increases, especially now we have extremely low stock in the market for buyers to choose from. If this continues, yes, the price will go up, but we shall see. In spring, are we going to have a uh, influx of supply? Are buyers still going to keep this uh, strong buying momentum? Is the immigration going to keep going up? Let's see. I'm with you because I think spring is going to be a real change in the market. I think there's going to be a lot of properties coming onto the market. That's going to alleviate it. Whether the prices uh, still continue to uh, grow from that point is anybody's guess. And you're right, it is a bit of a guessing game. But, you know, as far as the economists are concerned, I say good on them for sticking their necks out because it does give us something to talk about. Absolutely, Craig. And uh, thank them for being so brave and putting all their forecasts forward. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 